What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. It's nice to have you. Um, not another solo show. Going to do a couple news stories, and then uh, Yosef's got a whole bunch of tales that he'd like to report to us from his uh, his time off the show. So we're going to try and touch base with him in a little bit. Um, but, you know, while we wait for Yosef's availability for me to give him a call, why don't we grind the news? That's what we do on this show. So... First thing I wanted to discuss is Billy Bush infuriated by a report that Trump denied Access Hollywood tape. Um, So apparently Trump has made a denial of that famous tape. And I'm actually hoping that he would take this one step further, kind of like the OJ defense, and go, listen, I heard the tape. It wasn't me. And as a nation, we have to do something because there's someone out there grabbing people by the pussies. It's probably Mexican. That's why I said to get rid of them. I want to build a wall. (laughs) <laughs> and then this is uh, another came by uh, Billy, Billy Bush. He was saying that seven other guys heard the access, uh, the, the tape. And, you know, there's seven people that are like, come on, Billy. Like they were in the clear. <laughs> you know, Billy Bush's career got ruined. Apparently there were seven other people there. Um, it's like, why, why are you bringing that up? But then that I, I was thinking, doesn't that make the situation worse for Billy? Because I listened to that tape, and the only person I heard laughing was this Billy Bish boy. Everyone else seemed to realize how horrible the uh, president's comments were at the time. So, if anything, I don't think that reflects very well on uh, Mr. Billy Bush. Now, I was reading today in the... Uh, actually, it was yesterday in the New York Post. But they had a headline, Today's show holiday party more low-key than in previous years. <laughs> Can you imagine how awkward that probably... Firstly, they, they probably had no booze. Probably had the corporate policy, no booze. Men and women were just like standing on the other side of the room like you were at a, like a, you know, a, a high school dance party or something. Or I guess that's more of a awkward middle school. And then, you know, dude's trying to talk to a chick like uh, walks over like, uh, so this is a nice party, right? I mean, I'm allowed to say that. I can. Is it a nice party? I'm sorry. I mean, if you don't like the party, you, can, you know, I'm just going to go to the other side of the room. Now, we've had a whole lot of senators get busted, who are uh, stepping down. You got Al Franken, a whole bunch of accusations. He's stepping down. And uh, listen, I don't know if this is like good politics of, you know, as a society, we almost kind of have to evaluate if um, it's good that, I guess, without trial or court cases, people are losing careers over accusations. Maybe it's the best thing that ever happens to us because our court of law system was broken. And so the court of public opinion is being more effective. And so we have to evaluate how the law system is going to work because even that's kind of like, um, you know, a sour note for the way that we're organizing ourselves that, I mean, these should be, you know, legal issues and not a newspaper prints a kind of issue. Maybe not. Um, or perhaps, you know, people are losing their jobs that shouldn't be losing their jobs. To me, that's just something that should be evaluated. In the case of Al Franken, I really didn't like that guy. So I'm kind of happy to see him go. And uh, I hope uh, I hope he disappears. I know it's not nice to ish wish ill on people, but that guy kind of really bugged me. So you got Al Franken stepping down. You got Re- um, Representative Conyers, some old dude, been around, I think one of the longest guys in Congress. There were a whole bunch of accusations against him. Arizona Senator Trent stepping down. Then there was a New York Post article, video shows Oklahoma Senator caught with underage boy in hotel. Then you got these accusations against Ray Moore and why are all these creeps working in Congress? Like, I almost want to see a study if you have a higher percentage of people who are committing crimes working in Congress than the general population. 
Like, it just seems that I don't even think there are that many jobs in Congress, and there seems like there's a lot of people getting busted. And so that's another question, like, who the hell is representing us? What's this representative system where we seem to end up with a lot of elected officials that seem to be either crooks or creeps? Um, Now, on that note, there was a CNN article about an OCC, an Office of Compliance, that was paying out $17 million for compliance issues, some of which were for sexual harassment. Now, first and foremost, how does a government have an like Office of Compliance? Who are you complying with, yourself? So in other words, like, you got silly laws on the book, and then you got some government thing that, like, when it comes to the actual government having to comply with its own nonsense laws, like, they just have another thing, office, that just writes the checks and takes care of it. So in the cases of these sexual harassment, because um, I, I don't think uh, from what my research, I don't think actually $17 million was paid out for sexual harassment, but there's definitely an office that deals with these things. And there's definitely been some claims that have been addressed. So you got to realize, so what happened in these cases? And I see it could be one of three things. First is it could be that um, it was like paid out to the victim and the person was removed from their job in office, which would be totally legitimate. The next would be, they realize that the laws on what could be sexual misconduct in an office are completely ridiculous. And so in order to, you know, I guess, address their own ridiculous law of what a person should be claimed, even if they're making an accusation that's not much of an accusation, but you you just realize, hey, the cost of business is we need to pay people off. So you open up an office for paying people off. You realize that the boss did nothing wrong, but it's the way that the laws are framed that these people need to get paid off. And as opposed to being the government and going, hey, let's change these laws, you just get a branch called the Office of Compliance that, you know, just keeps you in check with your own ridiculous laws. Or the last is that these are legitimately sexual harassers who are working in government And the U.S. taxpayers have paid the bill in order that these sexual harassers can keep their jobs. So that's definitely a news story that needs, um, you know, we need more information on it. Will we get it? I don't think so. But what do I know? Next story. Two exchanges have been cleared to launch Bitcoin futures. So experts are expecting that with the new Bitcoin futures, that could, you know, clear a path for uh, Wall Street to start fucking over Bitcoin investors. (laughs) It means that they can finally get sophisticated with the uh, Bitcoin product. They can short it, package it, and, um, you know, do what they did with our mortgages. So that's exciting. And on that note, here's another headline. Digital currency fever may hit Fed. Fed issued digital money would also make payments fast and costless, removing the wait for money to clear into an account or fees to move cash around. And I'm sure that that um, savings will translate into our wallet. (laughs) I'm sure if the Fed figures out a way for it to save money and it's a money creation process, that that will be savings to us. All right. Here's the last uh, news story that I want to share with y'all. And then we're going to try and give Yussel a call. Hopefully he'll pick up. Um, So I was reading this article about that there's this um, new app, like let's say you're a low age earner, earner. you're like a dude who works at like a a Walmart, a McDonald's, you know, you have a typical shitty ass job. So as opposed to waiting for the end of the week to your pay, they have an app that if you request it, the day you work, you can get paid that night for that work that you did that day. And I think it's great that corporations are making it easier than ever to get employment as a drug addict. <laughs> it's cool that they're going to help you uh, be able to keep down your job. Now, I actually got a system. I get all I get paid for my job at the end of the month, and I love that system. It's like I, I get to live two different lives because I get paid at the end of the month. So at the beginning of the month, dude, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a rich man. I'm calling up every chick I ever met. I'm like, I'm taking you out for dinner. We're doing this. 
I got I got some uh, I got some cashola. And then at the end of the month, rents comes comes due, and I'm basically mixing together my roommate's spices, trying to figure out how to make soup. So it's very fun. It's it's like a whole different vibe. Beginning of the month, you, you, you're like money guy. End of the month, you you get to practice your resourceful survival skills. Um, and that's kind of that's the way I like to do it. So uh, let's see if we can get old Yosef on the phone. Let's give him a call. And uh, all right, let's do it. Mr. Feldstein, how are you, brother? Good, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast. Can you hear me clearly? Oh, yeah. All right, what's going on? It's been uh, it's been too long. Way too long. Yeah, well, what, what, what's the excuse? Why are you bailing on this operation? It's, it's, it's uh, been, uh, been busy with a bunch of shit, but uh, it's good to be back. Is I it, can tell you all about it, though. Is it is it the kinder? Is it work? What is getting in the way of our all-important project? I don't like that these yeah, other things are taking priority. You don't like my kids and, and family and work no. taking priority over this? That's exactly, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying. Right? you you got to get this stuff settled. We're trying to entertain the masses, and uh, family and work shouldn't be getting in the way. Exactly. You should yeah, you we, should uh, you should learn from my example that you know I barely work a job, so I don't have much money, but I, and I also don't have any uh, girlfriend, wife, or kids. But that allows me the freedom to try and be as entertaining as possible. All right, so you know, you take care of the entertainment, and I'll take care of the supporting uh, uh, family and, and life and and kids. All right, and that's that's what balances us all out. So what's been and, cooking, and, brother? Yeah, and then now now I'll try to entertain you with with stories about my about my kids and and family and work and. All right. Well, I feel like that's that's the best stuff, right? I'm all ears. Let's hear what you got for me. I hope there's some talk about Sherry's berries and Oregon being out west. What do you got? No, no travel. We just stayed close, but uh, but Oregon came. Uh, Came out east. My uh, mother-in-law stayed with us for the past week, and uh, yeah, it's interesting times when when that happens. <coughs> Why it, is that? Is there some sort of a relief? Like, does she end up kind of taking care of the kids a whole bunch? That makes it a little bit easier, oh, or um, it's it's a little bit of a mix because she definitely does that aspect, um, which was a, a huge help. Um, at the same time, like she's all up in all our shit. Right. And then does it, cause you're actually, what seems to me is kind of nice about your vibe is that you're a late night guy. So it seems like past from between about the hours of 11 to one, you get to kind of crash in your couch, have some alone time, watch the shitty television that you like, not catch up on good movies. But it seems like you get like exactly. that, you get that good alone time. So if you've got a house guest like your mother-in-law there, does that just totally oh, ruin no, but, that? But, no, uh, fortunately, and, and you know this because you've been the house guest of ours, um, we have a really nice uh, situation with, with an own personal room in the back, which is, you know, it's, it's you could close the door in your, your, in your own space. So she, she definitely, uh, in the evenings, kind of just went to her room for the most part, which, was, which allowed me for that, you know, that sweet 10 to, 10 to 1 alone time that that I get of watching shitty shit and right. sports. Benjamin oh Franklin, 
Benjamin Franklin actually had the best line on house guests. He said, uh, house, like he guests are exactly like fish. They're great. But after three days, they start to stink. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is the perfect. Benjamin Franklin. He's a smart guy. Oh, the Chachmas Olam. The other thing is, uh, he, he recommended going for the older chicks. Um, which I think was, uh, you know, wisdom as well. Let me, because I, I, I definitely have that thing like where I'm okay with people for a little while, but I definitely need my alone time. I still feel shitty about this this day. I used to have like some days where I went into the city to do comedy and then I finally like, and like there were hard work nights. It was like bouncing around multiple clubs, being sociable, doing a couple spots. And I'd get back to my house like at two in the morning and it would be like, finally I was done. And it happened on a couple times that my dad was like up and like he was just like trying to be a dad, like super excited, like, hey, how was your night? How did it go? And I just iced him like I just couldn't have another conversation. Do you have those moments with your mother-in-law? No, no, but just like, you know, like they're in your space and it's not like, you're not, it's not personal, but like you're in your house, you're just kind of checked out. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Like, like, you know, like, I don't know, just going through certain stuff, as as you said, like when, when like the day and night is over and you just want to, it's just like F off time and, and you just you know, don't have the patience to to entertain that those conversations. Yeah, there, yeah. there was a little bit of that. I have a, I have a, she, I have a. Again, she, I think she respected that um, for the most part, and she enjoys that aspect in her own way as well. Right, because she's also a little bit. Uh, I get, I get all that. All right, so you had mother-in-law in your house. Total. Uh, I don't know. You you describe it. You're living the situation. Yeah, it, that's, I think that's a fair assessment. It's like, it was a uh, little bit of good, a little bit of, I don't know, you know, the, the Benjamin Franklin line. Um, but at the same time, um, well, <laughs> I'll bring the, the, the latest hot, hot news in, in the Feldstein home. Um, my, actually, it's my, my daughter's, Second birthday today. Ooh! So, big, big shout out to her. She's turned two. Did you buy her um, her own? Uh, did you buy her her own stash of cat food? <laughs> she's moved on to finer things. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she's she's not even she's off the cat food. Um, she has a more refined palate than that now. Because I would think maybe um, for a second birthday you could get her her own bowl right next to the cats with her own little stash. That way they're not like sharing germs. You know, maybe even put her name on it. <laughs> get the get the good cat food. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, she's she's still she's still a, a nut. Um, she decided to celebrate um her birthday last night. By climbing out of her crib. Okay. And what did she do when she was out of her crib? Anything crazy or just like, did you have that moment where well, it was almost like in a horror movie where you, you didn't like, you thought everyone was like in bed and then you turn around and like there's something there and then you realize <laughs> it's the kid snuck out? <laughs> no, it was a little bit more, uh, it, was, it was a little different than that because um, the first time she climbed out, we have a um, like a baby monitor that has a video. Oh, so, so, so you're watching the jailbreak? 
so she was freaking out at bedtime and like just not wanting to go to sleep and um i just you know left her in there and then i come back and i see in the on the monitor her in the midst of climbing out the side of her crib and i run to the back and i've caught her on her way out that was the first time so that was was she just, uh was she at one point like <laughs> standing on the top rail of the crib because that shit's kind of scary well yeah she was like on the side scaled and like i caught her coming over the the top right it was, it Can wasn't you? Like she was lining. It wasn't like she was lining up like a wrestling move where. Right, like on the top like rope. Turnbuckle. Do they make uh? uh do they make cribs outside of third world countries that come with a top? <laughs> like, <laughs> like a cage. Yeah, like a cage, basically. Like cage. <laughs> but no, no, but like it's a nice one. It's big. It's the size of a crib. There's plenty of breathing air, but there's there's a top on it. <laughs> It's it's made out of a fine wood product and painted and it looks nice, but it's a fucking cage. Yeah. Um, that well, maybe is you know you know I, I might be interested in in such a device right now. Maybe you can make um, you can make the top plexiglass so it's like to the you know they don't they don't have to like look up and feel confined. Yeah, like it doesn't look like a cage, but it's you a know, cage. Like, Maybe we could maybe we could get, um, we could get out there and start selling. Like, are you sick of your kids creeping out at night? Well, now you can lock them into bed. <laughs> Never fear for your child's safety again. Hell, you can use it even when they're eight or nine years old. And then you see like an eight or nine year old just crashing their like their face up against the top of it, like just crying. <laughs> in a cage. Yeah, but yeah, that that was we can the call first it, time she climbed out. We can call it the kid cage. K I D K A G E. Yeah, um, it's perfect. Trademark that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get right on that tonight. It's gonna be my first ever patent, the kid cage. I feel like if you went to the patent office with that, they would just arrest you on the spot. Like, <laughs> no, I, I think the, the patent. If you went to the patent office, it, it's already in existence. It just you know it can't be rolled out to the public yet. Oh no, I would. Like someone has the, Someone has a patent, like right for sure. <laughs> I was more thinking, like they go, they start asking some questions about your life. So, like, so you're totally single, right? And you don't have any kids, and you thought that there was a need for a product called the kid cage. Okay, we're we're gonna take you in, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you haven't you haven't, you haven't been exposed to, to kids. Uh, yeah, you, this is this is not good for you. We're, we're going to lock you up in a kid cage. Okay. So the first time you catch her, she's climbing up to the top of the ropes, and you grab her. Yeah, and you, she wasn't quite on the top rope, but like she was fully extended over. Um, and I thought like she, she scared herself straight, like that, like she's that, like okay, like I. I don't generally scream at my kids, but in that instance, like I had to take a hard line. Like I, like you know, that was I. I, I screamed at her, like I screamed at my kid, and said, "You cannot do that." Like there was no two way. Like she's at a point where like she could kind of understand that. Um, but a mere three hours later, she went for it um, again. She woke up again, and um, we also, like, tried to settle her down and then just left her, and she was freaking out. 
and my wife had the monitor at this point. And this time she she kind of, what she did was she used her blanket as like leverage in the corner of the crib to kind of prop herself up. So she like crumpled it into a ball to kind of get that extra boost over. And my wife was holding the monitor and saw her like fall out of it and like hit the back of her head against my other daughter's bed. Oh, so so, like, so she actually she was, managed she got out of the cage. Um, she got out of she got. <laughs> What about maybe maybe they could just do it like um, they got to put coat the inside with like a slippery surface surface and like make it a lot taller or just put some pointy shit on the top so they can't they have nowhere to put their hands. Oh, yeah. A little, a little barbed wire. Okay, it would do the trick. Or, or, may, or maybe like a dog collar, you know, like you can test the fence a couple times. <laughs> no, but she yeah, she uh, fucking just cleared it and fell right down and. Then it was like that next step of, okay, like she needs to go to sleep, but also we were terrified that she had like a concussion. Right. So there was that beautiful kind of duality. Um, But yeah, she's okay. You got to look at this one of two ways. And I don't know much about the human body when I say this comment, but maybe if kids smash their heads enough as kids, they can like get stronger heads or... Um, you might want to... Well, they start with a pretty strong head, I think. Oh, and then they, they wear it down by taking a few too yeah. many shots to it? Exactly. Like, it's kind of worn down to to the stage that we're at. It's, it's you know, like you start out with a, a peak head. A peak head, and then, and then you, you can only smash it too many times. You might have to get this kid into a helmet or something. Into what? Into a helmet. I got to tell you, that shit would freak me out, man. I don't like... I, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, but like, I don't like um, being around children until they're about age two. Um, Cause I, I had this incident once there was this lady had a brand newborn. Uh, basically I was about to take the subway and there was this lady with this brand newborn, like maybe like two weeks old, like tiny. I don't even know why this lady was on the subway with it. And it was like this nice upper West side, seemingly wealthy lady got the baby in a baby carriage and she's like looking uh-huh. at the stairs and she's got, she's got a problem. She doesn't know how to get like the thing up. I was like, Hey, do you need a hand? And she goes, yeah. So I go to help her, um, do like the baby carriage thing. But I, I, I don't, she made the mistake of two things as a parent and you know, we'll get this out there. So people like know to, to, you know, not do this first and foremost. Yeah. If, like you don't know the logistics of that. I don't know the logistics of it. So first and foremost, this is just on her. She didn't buckle the kid into the carriage. So that's just like, oh, no, 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 no. That is like such a flagrant mistake. So that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is you got to go with the back side of the carriage down the stairs because if the back right, of the you, carriage, you, then not, there's no way for the kid to fall out. So we're going about yeah, half. You walk, you, you walk straight and you put your hand behind your back, holding the front of it. Exactly. So this lady did not do well, so any of those things. No, I now, because I learned the fucking hard way. I almost killed some lady's baby, dude. So we go to, 
<laughs> I go to help this lady out and I pick up the carriage and we're going up the stairs and then like we get about halfway up like and this is like steep New York City subway stairs it's nothing but fucking concrete and I see this just look of panic on her face like she's not even saying anything and so like I figure out that the kid is falling out of the fucking thing and I have to like kind of I, I had to like put my hand on I, I, I think I had to like put my hand on the bottom of the carriage and kind of like tilt it up for and hold the whole carriage for her to like b- like buckle the kid in kind of thing but that was the scariest oh my God. I'm telling you, it was the scariest moment of my whole life. It was like, we were maybe a second away from me killing this fucking newborn baby when I was just trying to be nice and help people out. And as a result, I get the worst anxiety being around. Like, even when my sister had a kid, we went to the hospital, they wanted me, I was like, I don't want to touch your fucking baby. Go go put that thing away. Go lock it up. I don't want to be anywhere near that fucking thing. And I feel that way about kids until they're like about two years old. Until they're how old? Like, once they're, like, two years old and they're, like, well, like, your kids are okay because they're already walking around, but even that would give me so yeah. much anxiety. Like, if I knew that my kid had taken, like, two falls and they only, like, the like the Charlie one-twos, like, I only got one uh-huh. more of these left in me, I, I you know, I would, I would, I would, I would build that baby cage. That's what I would do until they're a little bit bigger, right. until they've recovered. No, I, 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 I think I definitely need the baby cage. It's, it's a kid cage. It's gotten new. <laughs> I were just grasping at straws at this point. Or maybe you can try my suggestion, and um, if you actually get her own cat bull, she'll stop acting out. <laughs> if what? I said if you get her her own cat bull, she'll stop acting out. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Yeah, so, so, so you got a mother in law who won't get the fuck out of your house. You got a nutty kid who's jumping off the top ropes of cribs. Um, what yeah. else has been going on? Uh, do you have a good Thanksgiving? I don't even I, I don't even know if we've Hold spoken on, since Thanksgiving. Hold on, I need a I need a break. Hold on. Need a break? Keep You've on. made a return for seventeen minutes. Hold on. All right, I'm back. You uh, could edit that, right? What was that? I'm back. You could edit that, right? Yeah, yeah. What what happened? Yeah. That out. So, no, just uh, obviously with with uh, the kid. <laughs> kid, what? The kid was trying to escape again. Uh, she didn't climb out, but she kind of freaked out. Um, but uh, the wife got under control. Oh, okay, excellent. Was, I was just, I was just, I was just getting the update. Got you, got you. All right. So, what what else do you got for us here, Mister Yussel? So, um. Think, uh, how about Thanksgiving? How was your Thanksgiving? Um, I don't think we've talked since then, right? No, my, 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 mine was pleasant. It was, uh, we did, we did lunch. My man, my mom made a damn good chili with like some corned beef in it. Uh, had a whole bunch of drink, drinks, hung out with the family, took a nap, went into the city, did some comedy shows. So it was, uh, it was a good flow. So it was like, uh, you did like Thursday early afternoonish. Yeah, my family seems to start it's almost like brunch. We start at 11, go to about 2. It's perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good. You're, so you're like all wrapped up at 2 o'clock. It's perfect, buddy. Yeah. What about you guys? So we um because my my mother-in-law came in the week after Thanksgiving, we did the whole Thanksgiving slate for um on Friday night, last Friday night, um, a little, a little uh, unconventional. I gotta say, I kind of, I, I gotta, I gotta come forward and admit to something here. But I'm, I'm a bit of a stickler, Tiff. It's not on the day. What the fuck's the point? 
Oh no. Um, the the actual day was was spent doing Thanksgiving stuff anyway. But we just the actual. No, so to me, the concept of having my formal Thanksgiving meal on Friday because someone traveled in, like, it's just, it's too stupid. It's not Thanksgiving. No, no, no. It was the week after. It wasn't the Friday directly. So so you guys did, so you you did a formal Thanksgiving meal a full week after Thanksgiving? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I I couldn't. And I stand by that. No, I absolutely, I I will, this is the first time we did it, and... And it was fantastic. All right, lay it on me. Sell it. No, it was it was just. Well, first of all, we had pretty informal Thanksgiving. We just we were just at home, like we had nothing really planned, so it was like a relaxing day. And we actually went to some friends locally in White Plains um, to join their Thanksgiving meal. So it was like them with their family. And we just kind of went over for dinner. So we still had the Thanksgiving, I guess, meal on Thanksgiving. But it was really nice. We didn't have to travel anywhere. It was like a two-minute drive. And we got to have that. And then we had, like, the the traditional our family Thanksgiving with the mother-in-law that well, Friday night. Where, where I could kind of see... Later. Where I could kind of see the logic to what you're doing, um, I actually I, I have one one of my longer bits that I've been working on is somewhat in this vein for uh, stand up. Um, I got a whole joke about getting to work on time and why it's stupid that every job starts at nine a.m. It's like a whole five minute chunk of my act, but uh, I actually live my life that way. Where like I would rather like. For example, I'd rather just start living a life schedule where my job starts at 5 a.m. and ends at like 3 p.m. So I'm never like in traffic or the way I kind of do my job is I start about like 10 a.m. I'll go to 7 p.m. Like so that way I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym at 9 p.m. when no one's there. I'm not on the roads ever when I'm like I I never like I always want to be against traffic because I I I love love doing stuff on in on on under like non peak hours. Exactly. Or for instance last it's the best. last Saturday night cuz I I last Saturday night I did laundry like all Saturday night and other people were like that's depressed. It's like no, I fucking go out every single night of my life, hang out in bars, drink and do comedy. Like the fact that this is Saturday night means nothing to me. It means the laundromat's right. empty and I don't have to deal with fucking crowds. Like I get to hang right. out at the exactly. yeah. So where your logic does kind of make sense is that if you decide, hey, I'm going to celebrate Christmas not on Christmas, you could probably fly somewhere for cheaper, hang out with your family. But at the end of the day, it's just not fucking Christmas or it's not... Th- like, oh, well, you have to really buy uh, into it. Just from a standpoint of, of that, where you said you're getting stuff for cheaper, like, um, I got a turkey for about $50 less than I would have. Oh, maybe this is hilarious. It's called uh, it, called Poor Man's Holiday. Like on the same note, you're going to get better sales for Christmas if you do Christmas a week late. Like you, uh, everyone's yeah, exactly. fucking returning shit. Like if you do everything a week and after when the actual holiday was. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Oh, maybe you're on to something here. To I mean, I, ca- um, I think I'm on to something. I, I think ca- we're on to something. I can market this because I, I kind of. People getting- <laughs> Halloween candy a, a week after you get it, you know, at all the stores for ninety percent off. You get wrapping paper ninety five percent off after Christmas. Like they're practically give, handing that out for free. 
Right. So right? I, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But however, I will say that there's something to the vibe of the shared experience that like everyone's having Thanksgiving on one day. Um, and then the other thing is like you have to be able to really kind of be you got to have like mastery over your own brains. Like, for example, let's say you decide that you're not going to celebrate New Year's on New Year's. So you well, have to. It's like, what's the point? No, then you have to like kind of be okay with, hey, I'm going to sit on my couch and I'm not going to be depressed about the fact that other people have New Year's plans. And then just kind of really have in your mind in a week from now, I'm going to fucking celebrate. Like, I'm going to go to that club. No one's going to be there. I'll be able to afford all the champagne. I mean, this is a little bit too ridiculous of an example. But what I'm saying is you really have to kind of be comfortable in your discipline that like on on that day when you're not celebrating and everyone else is celebrating you have to like really not celebrate it no and you got to really buy into the fact that you have a better system here you know what i mean like your brain has to be a hundred percent committed so that you're not feeling a little bit of like regret like maybe i should be tapped into you know what everyone else is doing um this is very you know what this is how about this how about this as we're on as we're on kind of like a a half-baked yeah ideas how does this sound? How about if, like, each holiday is broken up into, I don't know, six parts? Or you mean the actual parts activities where, of the day? Like, <laughs> each, like, if your last name is between A and D, you celebrate it, you know, on this day. And it just kind of... It's, uh, I'll tell you why, that that wouldn't work. Spreads it out. No, that wouldn't work on the technicality that, like, um people... You know, like people want to celebrate it with other people, so then you end up with almost like a oh, Nazi situation. Like, people are gonna have like unless unless things a year. Wait, wait, unless you That'd get to be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. Unless you get to trade spots with other people, which could create a whole market for like when you get to celebrate. But before we get to that, I just want to say that this scheme of celebrating Thanksgiving on the wrong day to save money is very George Costanza. It's it's very George. I'm telling you. It wasn't even to save money, but it it turned out like okay. But uh, the, George George would get him George would get George would get himself in, was pretty much the same though. George would get himself you know, like, into a mess where he tried to convince the other people that like Thanksgiving was on a different day so that he could save money on putting <laughs> to, like that's the way he would pull it off and it would backfire somehow. Yeah, he, he would get people to celebrate it like a week before it actually was. So exactly. That he could yeah. I hear that, but no, it turned out. Pretty nicely, um, and also the only thing was like usually like when you're doing Thanksgiving on its actual day, like you have like the whole day to kind of prepare for it, and then you have the meal. Like Friday was a little, a little crazy. I right. Was, like working, I was working from home, but also like getting everything set and cooking and stuff like that. Um, but but it turned out fine. Um, it was really nice. Right. And also, you know what. I feel like a very underrated part of Thanksgiving, at least in our home, when, like, we're actually, you know, like, you you had the meal and then bounced, but Thanksgiving leftovers are the fucking shit. Oh, you think I'm against leftovers? Are you nuts? No, you take leftovers home. Nah, it's too much of a it's too uh, much of a hassle with the train. The the one thing I did I did do, which was excellent, was um well I woke up and then I had another bowl of chili before I went into the city because that shit was delicious. Uh-huh. So I got to enjoy leftovers and then I took a piece of pecan pie, which uh then I ate on the train in. Which what? I I ate it on the train ride in. It was perfect on my train uh, ride back in Spanana. I had a little piece of pecan so pie. Like pre-gamed. Yeah, yeah. Pre-gamed 
Exactly. Okay. All right, Yosef. You're very pastry guy. I oh yeah, I'm I'm uh you know I got a rock hard dick for some pastries. Um, which brings me to a topic, <laughs> which is brings me to a topic that I wanted to discuss with you. I was at a fancy uh restaurant the other day with my grandmother. She uh, treated me for lunch at this fancy restaurant. And first is okay. I, I had a sandwich. It was um a skirt steak sandwich, uh on a you know on a, a on a, what. A skirt steak. You ever eat skirt steak? Oh, skirt steak. Love it. Yeah. Skirt steak. I love favorites. skirt steak. Okay, so it's on a sandwich with um, horseradish sauce and hot cherry peppers. Okay. So, so firstly, it was fucking incredible. Secondly, yeah. I, I got to start, I got to up my horseradish, my horseradish game. Because every once in a while when I eat like a recipe with like every once in a while, like I've had like meatballs um, with like some horseradish on it. Like I'm finding, like whenever I throw a little horseradish into uh, into the right dish, it, it can be a perfect flavor combo. Well, uh, yeah, horseradish. Are you talking about like it's got to be? Like a, a, yeah, it's got to be a white uh, one. None of that. A, none of that borscht like red shit. Type horseradish. I can go either way. I can go for like a gold, just straight up. Like this one was more of a creamy uh, horseradish, like sauce kind of thing. But I could go for more of just like a straight up, like legit horseradish. But what meats would you say that pairs with? I would say like a London broil, uh, like a, yeah. a like a sour style meatball. Um, I, I, I'm I'm there. Uh, I'm a strong advocate of of adding a little you know creamy horseradish or even just the straight up horseradish. Well, like where that's where that's raw where, stuff like where uh, that's at its best on would be on or into kind of like mixing it around, um, just like a a rice bowl or something like that. I would say. Oh my god, rice, rice and mayo fucking go go together like fucking. Oh my god, I'm that sounds rock hard that, about that. That sounds Trumpian to me. I've never I've never really tried that, but uh, um, we're, oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying just rice. Like if you have like a you know like a stir fry with rice, you mix a little a little hor- Oh, I could see that. Uh, like a mayo based sauce, or even just straight up mayo. It just oh oh god. I could see I, that. I shouldn't be talking about this right now. Where I could see where horseradish sauce is really at its best is on a sandwich with like um, some roast beef. Like that's oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like you took the words right out of my mouth. Like a, a deli style roast beef, not like hot roast beef. No, no, a deli like style a roast beef. Like a, a deli, like thinly sliced, cold cut. Oh. Yeah, Absolutely. On like a nice, on a nice hard roll. Absolutely. So now it brings me to my next point, which is uh, I think the world as a whole it doesn't have enough respect for cookies, Mister Feldstein. Um, I'm I'm a big pastry guy. We we've spoken about this a plenty. And what what I love what I love about a cookie is that well, first let's get into what I lo- I love a cookie that's like I, I want I want like a full size cookie. I don't want like one of those little like a small cookie. You know what I mean? I want a big cookie. And the perfect cookie to me, it's soft, but it doesn't crumble under its own weight. Does that make sense? Say it again. A cookie to me, cookie to me, a, a cookie should be. It doesn't so- crumble under its own weight. Exactly. Like in other words, if a cookie's so soft that you pick it up and like it falls apart on you, that's not a well-made cookie. If you take a bite out of it and it's soft to the point that it falls apart on you, that's not a good cookie. But the optimal softness is like as soft as possible without folding under its own weight. Okay, like uh, like an oatmeal raisin. Yeah, but even uh, uh, no, but even a chocolate chip cookie, you can have a soft like a soft chocolate chip cookie. Like uh, one of the like. 
an M&M chewy. cookie? Wow. Yeah, chewy. I fucking love... But, but I'm talking okay. like a bakery-style okay. cookie. I'm not talking like a Chips Ahoy box kind of crap. Right. Okay, so... I find, like, I love a cookie, and what I what, what I don't like, but, I mean, I'll eat it, but, like, to me, going to a bakery and, like, getting a piece of cake, that's, it's like taking the addiction too far. Like, a, a cake, it requires a fork. It's, like, it's always a little bit more than you really want to eat. It's, like, that's, like, the heroin version of, like, needing to go out for a baked good, whereas if I go out and eat a cookie, I don't know, it's, like, it, it's, like, smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem, it, it doesn't seem that offensive. It, it's, it's a cookie. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like... Okay, so you get where I'm coming from. The other thing is I feel like sometimes, like, if I polish off a meal and you eat it, like, like having a cookie right after a meal, that's, like, that, that's perfect. That, that, to me, washes down the meal. Like, I understand the concept of kind of having, like, um, a soda with, like, your, like, if you're eating, like, a salty kind of burger, I understand the concept of having, like, a big old soda. I'm not a soda guy. But for me, having like that cookie after a burger to kind of complement what that salt was and polish off the meal, that, 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 that's, that's heaven. So I find a lot of times you go to these restaurants and they got no respect for cookies because they want to sell you the expensive cake, but it's like, it, it's too much, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, I got, I got places to, to go, things to do. I can't be eating a whole slice of cake after a meal. Um, sometimes they'll have like cookie platter or something like that. Well then, I've, I I you're saying, you're saying like it's not like a I I feel like the, I feel like they can't they can't really put like a single like single chocolate chip cookie like that's not a dessert. It should be. That's what I'm saying. The world as a whole doesn't have enough respect for how amazing it is to have the right cookie think, at the end of the meal. Think, no, I don't think it's a respect thing. I don't think it's a respect thing. I think it's just a non feasible feasible. Type of well, item okay, so here, on, on a dessert menu. Here's actually the way I restaurant. here's the way I would approach like, what are you it. Are going to charge for that like a dollar forty five? No, no, no. Like you can't like. Here's the way no, I would approach you, it. You can't do that. Okay, well clearly it wouldn't have the same profit margins as. But like, I never order cake at a restaurant because it's fucking crazy. What are you going to spend twelve bucks on fucking cake? It's insane. Fuck these people. But with that being said, like. You, maybe you don't have to go with one cookie, but what I could respect is like there's something classy. It's like, hey, I'll take an espresso, and then it's like three co- like three smaller cookies comes on a plate. Maybe they right. charge you like four fifty. That would be perfect. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a little cookie platter. But I feel like some places that how much that. how much classier is that than like ordering your piece of cheesecake at the end of the meal? Like then you're not being a fucking glutton. You had your meal, then you sit back, you have a little coffee, you munch on your your three cookies. I feel like. I feel like everyone would feel better about themselves. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still fuck with cake. You'll still. Um, I can't. I can't go to. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll. I'll eat cake. Can I? I gotta confess something. I'm a. I'm. I'm like a diehard fan of a carrot cake. Oof. I love carrot cake, dude. Carrot cake is like my I, go-to I, cake. I, again, I, I would eat it, but I wouldn't use it as the number one cake. Carrot cake, on dude. Carrot cake is my shit. I'd say it cracks the top 15 of cakes. The top 15? It might be my top three. It's actually my number one. I'm telling oh, you. I, I like, You're saying that it's your number one. I get, yeah, I get that it's weird, but like, yes, I fucking love that's a carrot cake. Fuck. I that's get that it's weird. weird. That's like, that's like fucking crazy shit. It might be. I, I can respect that that one's a little bit, a little bit nutty. On that note, I wish they would turn uh, more vegetables into cake and I'd have a more balanced diet. Well, they do. They, zucchini bread? Nah, that's not a cake. That's a big cake. That's, that's not a. Cake? a it's a bread. I don't want to hear that. That's there's no icing on it. No, you can't. You can't call that a bread. 
Well, they, it, you just called it zucchini bread. bread. I mean, it, it's technically got the word bread in there. It's I'm gonna say it's not. It, but it's not like a loaf of bread. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it into like it's closer. I know it's clearly not a muffin, but that's more of a muffin product than it is yeah, a cake. I agree with that. I would agree with that. Okay, I'm I'm happy we could at least come to terms here. You know, we shouldn't just get on the. Yeah, we shouldn't just butt heads for a whole podcast. You know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a muffin, but you're. Um, I'm conceding the fact that it's closer in the closer to a muffin genre than than the cake genre. Okay, well, but it's I, definitely not bread. It's a hundred percent not bread. I agree that it's, but but it's a, to me it's also a hundred percent not cake. Like if we're having dessert okay. and you pull out fucking zucchini bread. You know, like oh god, you, there would be a revolt. There'd be yeah, that would <laughs> start a fucking revolution. Like <laughs> you can't be pulling out zucchini bread as fucking dessert. That is that is a a violation is some, of a yeah, my of a, a religion that doesn't behavior. yet exist, but it should. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. Pre- that's a pre-crime, buddy. I'm happy that we're able to come together that we could agree on some of the important issues. All right. It's a, always a pleasure, Robbie. Hopefully, we'll see each other soon. I I look forward to it. All right. Catch you later, bud. (laughs) 